Uh, I'm a big believer what you put out in the world, what you do in the world comes back to you. You don't do it because of what comes back to you, but there's no doubt about it in my mind that, that what you do, how you are in the world, how you live in the world, uh, has a reciprocal effect on you, your family, your community, everything else. Welcome. I'm your host, Nicholas Strauss, and you're listening to The Participant Observer, a space where you become aware, a place where you are the participant observer. We were just actually talking about having a front row seat at the sweet shop, which is an interesting way to envision looking out into... Yeah, everybody thinks we're, we're kind of just there selling uh, ice cream and yogurt and cookies and uh, candy. But it really is a front row seat for community building and learning about children and learning about parents and the whole bond that you know, parents and children have with each other. We're talking with Lily, huh? Hi, yeah. Lily. Lily will be a year old on Thanksgiving. Wow. What do you think of this candy store? <laughs> the Sogatech Sweet Shop. What do you think? <laughs> yes, that is it. Do you want to show me around? You see the full range of profiles, if you will. You know, you see parents that are very, very loving and caring and want the best for their children, which is, you know, 99% of the people there. But it is that always that struggle and that, you know, give and take that goes on. And what I've been surprised about most is uh, how so many parents are always there counseling their children about being courteous and saying thank you and please and speaking up. There's very few places that I, I would think where a child has uh, that level of connection with somebody at a retail store. I mean, right? You know, where you have to speak up and you have to say what you'd like and say thank you and all those kind of things. It's fascinating because you're talking about really observing some of the ways in which parents will teach social values um, and, you know, and, and boundaries too. You know, we have a we have a whole rack, you know, over a hundred different uh, types of candies where kids have access to bins, and we put a sign up there that says, you know, there's no snacking before you buy. So it's it's interesting to watch parents remind their kids that there are boundaries that you know, just because it's available to you doesn't mean that you get to touch it or you know, consume it before you. So there are steps in the process, but it's really kind of interesting watching kids do that and parents uh, kind of counsel their kids. What's also interesting is that you can see the darker side of this is where, you know, there are people who have very, I mean, a small minority of them, but there are, they're out there where they feel as if there's a sense of entitlement where they, well, it's available to me, so this must mean that it must be free to me. And we always have to kind of remind them that, no, that's not the case. It's, you know, you do have to pay for things before you consume them. Right. I imagine there are times where you have to yourself kind of uh, tell yourself whether it's worth it in a way. In other words, whether you're watching an interesting social experiment or whether you actually want to make a point of correcting them. Yeah. I mean, I think on the parent side, we were very careful about that. But with the kids, uh, we have a lot of kids that come in there without parents. 
And we want to make it a teaching moment to them as well. I mean, we want to make, it's a fun atmosphere. Everybody's having a great time. It's a really, really enjoyable thing. But I mean, there, there are points in which you have to kind of say, hey, listen, right, you know, let's, let's make have a teaching moment here. We do it in a very kind way. We don't ever kind of ridicule anybody or belittle anybody. We just say, okay, listen, you're going to have to put it in a bag and you're going to have to have it weighed and then you pay for it. And you, you, what I've found is all you need to do is say that once to a child and they typically get it. They, the next time, men, right. they don't really kind of show you that behavior. Right. There's a certain kind of exposure that gives this pressure now that they uh, want to yeah, do yeah, the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you hire people who are at different levels of, let's say, maturity yep. and uh, may or may not be used to talking to kids and correcting them and intervening and setting yeah. boundaries. Yeah. Do you coach them on that? What I've found in uh, Westport is that you know, we have there's a lot of great kids that are going to high school or college, but very few of them have had that level of interaction. I mean, a key piece of Sawduck Suites is that we want to engage with customers. We just don't want to have people who come in and say, "Well, give me a cone, give me a cup." We want to we want to build a bond with them. So young people who are a vast majority of them come in with you know cell phones or they're very self-absorbed. They're not used to being out of themselves, being loud and being engaging and asking people how they feel and kind of building that bond. So we do a lot of coaching about that. We, mm. You can't be shy standing behind the counter in, uh, at Sogatuck Suites because it's a place that's a small place, but it's very noisy. So you have to be engaging. So it's kind of a combination of teaching them that we want to provide a quality service to customers. But part of that service is not just taking an order and filling an order. It's actually engaging with somebody and becoming closer to them and understanding them. And, and that's what's been working very, very well. Al, I have to tell you, I am thoroughly surprised and delighted in our conversation because you're talking so much about teaching, almost as if you yourself are raising a family. You're <laughs> raising people to help other people to pass on good ways of behaving, good ways of communicating. So you're Yeah, it was really always much more about that than about selling ice cream. Ice cream is the device. Right. Uh, it really, if you go in and we have these um, sayings that are on, on the wall, uh, that you know, love is sweet and be an angel to a child in need. It, it's not, you know, a 31 flavors. It's, it's, it's those type of messages. And what we wanted to do, and the reason we got involved in the business, is we've lived in Westport for 25 years or more, is to rebuild that community feeling, to do things that bring families out of their houses into a nice area where there can be an exchange that's not a cell phone or text messages, that there's a bond there. Right. And and the, the, the most rewarding part of the of the business has been that. You know, we have we're blessed by being in Saugatuck Center where we have this beautiful courtyard right on the river and it's become a place where families come and kids come and they talk to each other and they run around and they and they they're, they're a family. So I think yeah, that's what we're trying. We're trying to be a community builder, but a family builder. And you know what's been successful for us is that that family feels the the love and the care and the interest, the engagement, and even through the coldest and nastiest winter, they were coming out to be in that kind of a community. Right. Well, you know, it's funny, and, and the other thing I we, we think about all the time is. Uh, as we kind of expand out to uh, Fairfield eventually is, you know, when you walk in the store here and you see all these pictures of all these kids hanging here and then you watch them come in later on looking at their at their faces and their parents looking at their face, huh? And showing their friends, exactly. 
it's kind of like it, it becomes more about them and less about us. We're just kind of a, a conduit. We're just kind of a enabler for the, for the community to come together. It's their store. Uh, I see numbers of parents that walk in here and kids who walk in here to look on the walls and they're pointing to pictures and, and you know, now if you're not up on the wall, you know, how do I get up on the wall? That kind of stuff. So it's, it really, it wasn't designed, it's not like some big marketing technique. It was kind of like out of love and sincerity that we did all this stuff, but it's, it's paying us dividends in terms of building that community. It really sounds wonderful. It almost sounds like a community center, yep. kind of a, an oasis for, uh, for people to get away from some of the other parts of our lives that are so distracting. And, and there is an ulterior motive. I mean, we, we have always, on the plaza there, we will always have um, some type of a nonprofit or a charity type of effort just to, you know, we just had last week, we had the uh, Sunrise Rotary down with the duck race. We, we want it to be a center of a message out to the community that we believe that we need to be constantly looking at families and children that are in need and helping them in whatever way, way we can. So we want to use it as a platform for that message and for people who are trying to extend that message out to intersect with, with our customers. It's, um it's great. You know, it's, it's really great. And I think it's great also, as you know, we have uh, today we have a bunch of celebrity scoopers from the Republican Party, different elected officials and stuff. And we've had them come in here for the last week. And then we'll have some next week that are all running. But they see this place as a place where they can come face to face with com the community, which is, you know, in a, in a really kind of a fun way. So you see in their eyes kind of the happiness, which is really... You know, a big part of this. So you, you kind of walk around here and, you know, we sit down, we're on the... Al's my friend, Ty. How are you? Hey, Todd, how are you? How are you? Hey, How's it going? How you doing? So, yeah, we... Uh, it's already hard. It's, uh... Awesome? You're right on the river here. It's a beautiful setting. You know, there's the open space. Opportunity for kids in Westport to come and do something that's pretty cool. It's not, not like they get this opportunity in a lot of places, right? So... They're standing outside. They're in the weather. We had a little snow flurry before, but uh, you know, it's a, it's a real it's, sense of community. Yeah, and it's it's a Sunday afternoon. We we got the Boy Scouts here selling popcorn for the troops and the sports scouting. Last night we had a, a couple of kids here who were um, raising money for kidney research wow. inside. Raised over twelve hundred dollars. So it's really it's quite scientific in a way. It's very uh, yeah. complex and comprehensive. It's interesting because in my line of work, here I am in an office, and I will work with a family, and they know that I'm observing them and looking for the different types of family dynamics that I can uh, help improve. Right here, you are actually behind the scenes doing very much the same thing. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I think we're always in in the events that we do, and in the uh, the whole. Attitude. I mean, we have more people that come in and say, "Wow, this is really a beautiful store. You've done a beautiful job with this store." And and I think it's much more than the tin ceiling and the ice cream and the floor tile. It's the mood that's been created. It's the the quality of the people that are there working with them, and it's the whole environment. We engage. I mean, my wife Chris and I are down there a lot because it's it's enjoyable. I mean, our kids are all grown. We have five grandchildren. This is a way, you know, we would be sitting in our houses watching television and not, not connected. <laughs> we've, we've built a tremendous network of new friends and 
uh, relationships as a result of being there and you know being part of a community. It's been phenomenal. Relationships. It's really uh, that's that's the key word here. And uh, I was I'm still hanging on to something you said earlier about how people are swept up in the digital communications. Yep. And being in isolated world, even when they are in public, even mm. when they're together, you're fighting that, uh, not to say that it's a scourge, but you're actually working toward a more organic connection that is so very important for people. Yeah. And you're doing it in a, a really lovely way by building this whole dimensional world in which people enjoy participating. Yeah, and I have fun since I built my professional career of the last 15, 20 years, building digital companies and digital agencies and being around all the suite of digital products and helping companies leverage those technologies. I, I like this side of it as well because I kind of poke fun at it to a certain yeah. degree. Kids will, I mean, we'll have uh, you know, 10, 20 girls come in, they're all holding onto the cell phones. Right. And I'll be standing behind the counter and say, listen, listen, put the cell phone away now. Let's, <laughs> let's you know, it's, I know you want to put this up on Instagram and everything else, but, uh, let, you know, talk to me. Let, let me know what flavor you want. Right. So, so it's... Uh, and they'll realize it. And the yeah. parents, you can see this parents standing behind them. And there's this like this sigh of relief that they, that someone's kind of breaking through yeah. so that there's, you know, that they're, the kid is not so absorbed in that. And, and you're doing it in a way that is so much under the radar. Exactly. And the parents are probably wondering, how does he do that? That's fantastic. How can we take this home with us? Not just in the form of ice cream, right? Right. And, yeah, exactly. And I'll say to them, what can be so important at this moment while you're ordering ice cream that you have to text somebody about. I mean, so, I mean, it's, you do it in a very kind of joking around fun way, but the message is getting through. You know, I, I, I guess the theme that I'm, that I'm hearing in all of this is that you, you like to communicate. Yeah. You really do. I love it. Yeah. I you, love the you like to be connected to people oh, sure. and you like to watch and enjoy and appreciate other people connecting. Yeah. And so, in a way, th that that adds a lot of integrity to the work that you've done digitally as well, because mm -hmm. it takes it more, it takes it away from just a business piece, and it actually makes me understand now that you are looking almost over a landscape uh, for other ways, different ways, any ways that we might connect. Right, and and trying to help people connect. That's right. I was exposed, you know, by accident. I feel. Uh, that I was exposed to, uh, I was a big New York Giant fan, and a buddy of mine said, hey, we're going to go to this fundraiser for this organization, and all the Giants are going to be there, and their wives are going to be there. You can get a lot of autographs. <laughs> so I did. Sounded good. Yeah, sounded good, and I had no idea what the fundraiser was for. Right. I had an extra ticket. And I went, and, and at the end of the night, we got all these autographs, Phil Sims and Lawrence Taylor, all these great autographs. And at the end of the night, the woman, a woman came up and said, listen, I want to thank everybody for coming tonight. And I want to introduce you to the people that we're going to support. A woman came up, looked like my wife, and said, uh, Hi, my name is Betty. My, uh, my daughter's name is Charlotte. She's seven years old. She's dying of cancer. The money that we raised here tonight is going to help me have a holiday meal and gifts to my kids. And she walked off the stage, and what was a really noisy room got really quiet. And three or four other women came up and said almost the exact same thing. And I looked at my friend and I said, what is this that you got, that you got me into? <laughs> he said, I had no idea. I said to him, I started getting angry about it. I said, how is it that in the United States of America, 
mothers who have dying children have to stand up and beg people for money. And he looked at me and he went, oh, I have no idea. I don't know why. I, I, you know, he was just speechless. And I was just like, I, I was asking him for the answer. Right. On the way home that night, uh, pouring rain, I kept thinking about my children, you know, at that time were very young and laying in their beds healthy. And I said to myself, and I, I literally was haunted. I had to pull to the side of the, the road and I kept this whole thought of what if it were you? What if it were your child? What if it were your kids? And I had to pull to the side of the road and I was inconsolable. I sat there for a good 10, 15 minutes, just was sobbing and woke my wife up at two o'clock in the morning and I said, we got to start doing something. And uh, she said, it's two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I said, not tonight, but, but we're going to start doing stuff. So, you know, that's where it all kind of started. And I raised millions of dollars for Hackensack Medical yeah. Center back in those days. And um, then created my own 501c3. And uh, it's, uh, I'm a big believer what you put out in the world, what you do in the world comes back to you. You don't do it because of what comes back to you, but there's no doubt about it in my mind that the that what you do, how you are in the world, how you live in the world, uh, has a reciprocal effect on you, your family, your community, everything else. Well, then you must just be uh, filled with incredible health and love. And I'm blessed. I'm really, really blessed. Are. I am blessed. I really, I feel my legacy and my challenge these days is to to instill in my children and my uh, my family. I've got my family involved in this. I've got my friends involved in this uh, in what in the work we do. But and then and the, and Saugatuck Suites has become a little outpost for me. Uh, it's done wonderful things for for the charity as well because people have gone. Hey, yeah, we knew something about Al's Angels, but oh, you're you're Al. You're the guy. Yeah. So it's 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 raised the awareness and. The, at the, the end result of all of that is many more children who are in desperate need are being helped. And it's we've seen miracles happen. We've, had, we've seen miracles happen. And it's all because I, I said we had uh, 100, over 100 kids from graduating seniors from Fairfield University up in Bridgeport earlier this week wrapping literally thousands of gifts for this holiday season. And I said to them at the end of uh, for this for this coming for this coming season. Wow! Yeah, I said to them, in three hours we've wrapped close to two thousand toys. Just think about what the power of one hundred and fifty people over a three to four hour period of time has accomplished in helping children in need. I want you all to remember when you grab that diploma and I, you take your walk down through commencement. The power that we all have to do good. Together, we can do unbelievable things. And, you know, no one person, not Al Guido, not anyone can do it by themselves. But when we work together, it's amazing. I encourage you to, when you, the, the, the work that we do around the holiday time frame, people walk out of there shaking their heads. In five hours, 700 people pack close to 2,000 bins, put them in trucks, and by the end of the day, it's all they're all delivered. People just, they can't understand how that's possible. It's possible when you connect and you have a relationship with those people and they have a relationship with the mission 
of helping that all the egos go away, all the complaining goes away, all that stuff goes away. I always say it kind of opens up the angel side of their heart and they're doing that work and amazing things happen. It's interesting you're saying that. I was just thinking to myself, there must be a lot of time for you that is timeless. There must be a lot of a lot of many moments in which you are just so present and connected to this God energy, this spark. Yeah. It's just incredible. It's when you, when you, I, I have, when I've walked into hospitals, the moments that are etched in my brain around those connections with those kids. I have a friend of mine who is a, uh, an angel and uh, he does, he scores music for video games. And he has wanted to help in the longest time. He wanted to come to one of the hospitals. There's not a lot of people that want to go to hospitals because it's a very challenging thing to see. Uh, but he's wanted to. So I, last uh, two years ago, I said to him, Tom, you know, here are the dates. And he said, well, the only date I can make is this one date. And then we're, we're going to Hackensack Medical Center. I said, okay, great. So he comes. And uh, we're going our rounds. We're going bed to bed and seeing each child and probably about 150 kids. And there were the, the last bed that we went to, when we went into the room, the, the child wasn't there. So we said, well, let's, I said, the kid's 12 years old. Let's just get, you know, get a gift for him, put a teddy bear on the pillow with a gift, and we'll, we'll leave it for him. So we, we did, and we walked down the other hall. And out of the corner of my eye, by the way, I, I'm playing Santa Claus at the time. <laughs> okay. And I spot... As we're heading to the elevator, I spot a gurney come and I see them wheel this child back into the room. I said to Tom, we, we got to go back. We got to go see this child. So we walk back and I walk in the room and I recognize the child. He had been there for three or four years. And I said, he, he was in the, he was sitting in the bed. He had ripped open the gift and uh, he, he was, he had this like angry look on his face. He said to me, Santa, this is what you got me? And I said, Ed, I, I didn't know. I didn't know it was you. He said, yeah, but Santa, this is what you got me? And his mother and father are standing there. And I called to Tom and I said, Tom, come back in the room. Tom, I want you to tell uh, Ed what you do for a living. He said, well, I score, uh, I score, I do music scores for video games. His mother, Ed's mother, starts screaming and going, I told you he was the real Santa Claus, the real Santa Claus. And I looked at Tom, I said, Tom, you didn't, you probably didn't know, but Ed makes video games and he's been looking for someone to score his video games. Okay. So the, the mother and father are like crying and screaming. I told you. And so believe it or not, Tom and Ed built a relationship that day and that continues, but that's not the, the best part of the story. So Santa says to Tom, after about 15, 20 minutes, Tom, go, go out into the cart, bring me the gift for Ed. And Tom's looking at me like, Santa, really? <laughs> and I went, no, no, Tom, just go out and get the gift. So he goes out and there's probably about 15, 20 gifts on the, and he pulls a box, comes back into the room. Tom, uh, Ed opens up the gift, starts screaming. It's a Monopoly game. The mom says, I told you he was the real Santa Claus. I told you the real Santa Claus. She said, Santa, you know that Ed collects every version of Monopoly games. And this is the only Monopoly game that he doesn't have. 
Okay. Coincidence, hand of God. We are all, Tom, to this day, we have a picture of the three of us with it, with Ed, um, by his bedside. That moment, that moment, and that that time, is etched in our brain forever. There was something special that happened there that day. It's beautiful. It's it's connection. Yep. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Al, thank you uh, tremendously. I really appreciate speaking with you. It's it's been etched in my mind. Thank you. And uh, really, uh, very very powerful. I appreciate so much having this opportunity, and I'm looking forward to sharing this with people. Thank you very much. It's been a great uh, great treat for me as well. Good. Bye. This is Nicholas Strauss. I've enjoyed having you with us today. If you'd like to participate some more, please visit us on the web at www.theparticipantobserver.com where you'll find all things related to The Participant Observer. We'd love to hear from you because you are The Participant Observer. Observer.